Jesus once said, For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him. Okay, maybe you haven't ever thought about building a tower, but maybe you've tried to play a game of cards and realized that you were unable to finish the game because you had an incomplete deck. Either way, in both cases, you didn't count beforehand, and you based your choices on wrong assumptions. You assumed that you had what it took to complete the task, but when the time of testing came, you were exposed. The truth about your situation was revealed, the fact that you didn't have enough. In the Old Testament, we see a vivid picture of this. When the Israelites were about to go into the promised land, God commanded them to send out 12 spies to give report on the land before they entered it. Numbers 13 says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. So the 12 spies went out to check out the land, and for the first time in their life, those spies couldn't depend on Moses to tell them what to do. They had to come back with a report themselves. For their whole life, they had depended on Moses to relate to God and tell them what to do. But now they were on their own and they stepped out for the first time and had to wrestle with God on their own. All 12 returned to Israel and reported that the land was great, but the people were great and strong as well. Ten spies doubted God and persuaded the whole nation to doubt God as well. But Joshua and Caleb, the other two spies, despite the strong military advantage that the people of Canaan held, believed God and trusted that God would give them that land. All 12 of the spies came face to face with the cost of obeying God. They saw the military strength of the Canaanites and drew the conclusion that under normal circumstances, Israel would get destroyed by them in battle. But these weren't normal circumstances. God was with them. The question for them to answer was this, what is more true, the danger of the Canaanites or God's word? The ten spies saw the danger of the Canaanites and forgot about God's word. When they felt opposition to obeying God, they ran away from obedience. On the other hand, the two good spies, Joshua and Caleb, when they felt opposition to obeying God, were strengthened even more to obey God. Why? What was different about Joshua and Caleb compared to the other ten spies? Well, one thing we do know is that Joshua's life before the mission looked a lot different than the other spies. Exodus 33 tells us that when Moses would go into the tent of meeting, Joshua would go with him. But when Moses would leave, Joshua would stay in the tent seeking God. What does that mean? Joshua met God in private. He did not only meet with God when he was in a group or going to church on Sabbath together with other people. Joshua met God when it was his own decision and met God in private. His faith was not based on his environment. His faith was his own. So, when the environment changed on the secret mission, his faith stayed the same. But even more than that, when there was a price to be paid for obeying God, Joshua was willing to pay it. When the spies saw the military strength of the Canaanites, they had to make a choice. Which was more valuable to them, obedience to God or their own fears? The ten bad spies gave in to their fears and disobeyed God, but Joshua did the opposite. Why? Because he had a private relationship with God that convinced him that obedience to God was far more valuable than anything it might cost him. In fact, before Joshua even left on the secret mission into Canaan, I'm sure he probably resolved in his heart that nothing could possibly be more valuable than serving God. 
So no matter what Joshua saw, whether he saw giants or infants, he was going to have faith and choose to obey God rather than allow his own thoughts and fears to lead him into disobedience. Unlike the man who started to build a tower but didn't count the cost beforehand, or the card player who didn't count all the cards before the game, Joshua counted the cost of serving God before he was tested. All the other spies assumed that they were strong enough to obey, but when the time of testing came, they fell apart in fear and didn't obey God. There are times in our life when we will be out on our own, so to speak, like the spies. Times when we won't have family or friends to support us in our Christian walk. It's in those moments that our true faith will be revealed. When we are on our own and are faced with opposition to obeying God, will we give in and take the easy road? Or will we have faith like Joshua and obey God no matter what the cost? The secret to success in these times of testing is that like Joshua, we have to prepare beforehand. We never know when these challenges will come, so all we can do is prepare for them now. We prepare for them by counting the cost of following God in our private prayer lives. Right after Jesus told that parable about the man who didn't count the cost of building the tower, he said this, So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. We will never truly know our salvation until we have counted the cost and esteemed God to be more valuable than anything else. We must say in our hearts, as Jesus said, that there's nothing we aren't willing to sacrifice for the sake of Christ. All bets are off. We will follow Jesus and obey him at all costs. That was Joshua's attitude, and that is true Christianity. When we can say that in our hearts, then we have truly counted the cost like Joshua. But there was another who counted the cost, Jesus. Because of our sin, we had to pay an infinite cost in order to redeem ourselves, but that was a price we could never pay. Jesus looked at that price and was willing to pay it on our behalf. Before Jesus became a man, he enjoyed absolute perfect happiness as God, pure joy and fellowship, total wholeness and beauty, but he did not consider that as something too valuable. In fact, he counted the cost, but not for something that was obviously more valuable, but for us sinners who had rejected God. The scripture says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus gave up something infinitely good and valuable so that us sinners and God-haters could be saved from hell. And now, because of that, we can look at the worst threats that life has to offer us and still choose to obey God because we know that we have something infinitely better.